Hey everyone, it's Christy Dole. This is When Hustle Meets Flow. I'm not going to lie to you. This is the third time I am trying to record this podcast. I was 10 minutes in and my daughter was just screaming. And so you guys don't want to hear that. So I am re-recording this for you all. And I'm really excited because today's topic is about a morning routine and waking up early. So if you are like me, it's the end of February and we're reflecting, we're looking back on the last two months and kind of seeing where we're at against our intentions and our goals. And if we're not kind of moving in the direction that we want to be, this is the perfect time to reevaluate and put a plan together. So I know a lot of people struggle with waking up early in the morning to have a good start to their day. I know a lot of people have a lot of reasons for wanting to get up to get ready, to have their coffee, to journal, to just have some quiet time alone. But this is absolutely something that you can overcome. And I want to share my story about how I went from being somebody who woke up eight and a half minutes before I had to leave my house to someone who wakes up now. I wake up between 5.30 and 6 a.m. And I'm really trying to work towards getting up at 5 a.m. But I'm taking it, taking it incrementally. So before we get started, I just want to thank everybody who has listened to the podcast and given it a five-star review and has shared it on social. It's really fun for me to see that stuff. So please keep it up and um, let's start a movement of people awakening and becoming conscious and all the things, all the wonderful, beautiful things. So with that said, I just want to share a little bit about my story. I'm 38 years old and for 37 years of my life, I was someone who just never woke up on time or early, and I was rushing, rushing, rushing all the time and was late a lot. Now, I will say that this is this was a learned behavior for sure. I grew up in a house where getting up early and taking care of yourself before you start your day, it just wasn't a value. It wasn't something that my parents did. It wasn't something that I did. And so it was just this habit. My mom, who is from South America, um, we have this phrase in our house called Colombian time. And that basically means you're always late. And I know it's kind of stereotypical, but it really is true for my family that we were always late. So this was just something I just believed this is who I was. This The identity that I had is that I was someone who is not a morning person. I wasn't built to be waking up early. It's just not who I was. And if you listen to my podcast from last week, I talked a lot about how change, real change comes from shifting your identity. So who you believe you really are, the the words that follow I am really shift and create your whole consciousness, right? So it starts on the identity level, goes into your values, your values, tell your beliefs, your beliefs, inform your behaviors. And then finally your behaviors start to create your environment or your reality. So I just didn't believe I was a morning person for all those years. Now, when I was about 30 years old and I left corporate America to become an entrepreneur, I had done, obviously started reading books and started really immersing myself and getting to know people. And, you know, the the saying successful people leave clues. Well, it's true because there was a theme. There was a massive pattern and theme 
in these people who were successful and not only successful outwardly, like with money and, you know, having a great life and all those things, but people who were internally successful, really happy and thriving and purposeful and playing the game of life and feeling joy for no reason. There was a theme with all these people. And the theme was they all woke up early. They all had a morning routine. And so it started to become this thing that I really longed for. I really wanted to be a morning person, right? Does this sound familiar to anyone? I really want to be XYZ. And then you say, but I'm just not like that. That's just not who I am, right? We've all said that. So this was kind of going on in the background. I I knew getting up early and having a, a morning routine was like a thing. And then I started to notice, I started to really get into a personal growth journey and started like my health journey again after my second daughter was born. And I started exercising and all these things. And I really started to listen to mentors of mine. And one of them who doesn't know who I am, but she is one of my big mentors. She's one of the top five people I hang out with every day. And it's Rachel Hollis. She really beat this idea of a morning routine into my head. She was so big on it and just so uh, passionate about talking about it. And it was this thing that I just thought, gosh, like if I want to get to the next level in my life, and I didn't even know what that was at the time. I just was like, if I want to be successful and happy, like I really need to get this morning routine going. And every day I would say, I'm going to do this and I wouldn't do it. And then I moved. And so here's where the big shift happened. It was 12 months ago. My husband and I bought a new house and this new house was a real shift for me in my identity. And let me explain, because that might sound a little crazy. But for so many years, my husband and I had worked really hard to buy a house. And I, all I wanted, and I used to visualize this, I used to meditate on it, I used to journal on it, and just feel it in my bones was to have this house that had a backyard with a kitchen that had a window that I could see into the backyard and watch my kids play while I was in the kitchen. This is an image that I would play in my mind. It was like a movie and I could feel myself being there. And I saw myself as being this future version of myself, right? So if I had, if we had gotten to the point of being able to buy a house, that meant so many things. It meant we had become financially responsible and we had, you know, done all these things. And so when we finally did buy this house, which is, has the window with the backyard and everything, I, it was almost like the, I had met my future version, right? I was here and I realized that the pain of staying the same had become greater than the pain of the change. There was a tipping point that occurred. And in that tipping point, I had become sick and tired of my own bullshit. And I knew that I just wanted to do this new thing. So around the same time, I had found an account on Instagram that was really shifting me in such a beautiful, positive way. The holistic psychologist, if you don't follow her, check her out. But her content was so empowering and it was all about the ego and the subconscious and 
creating habits for yourself and making promises to yourself and creating the future version of yourself that I, that you want. And it was everything that I needed in this massive time of change for me a year ago. And she had this practice that she was sharing with people on Instagram called the future self journal. And this future self journal is just a few different prompts that you journal on each morning to consciously create who you are becoming. And I was like, so inspired by this. And so I had this want, I was like ready to make this change. I had this like inspiring journal practice that I was so pumped to do. And now I needed to just wake up. (laughs) I just needed to wake the F up. And so a couple nights, I remember this. I remember I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. And a couple nights I was like, I'm going to do this. And then the next morning, nothing happened. Nothing changed. So I went onto Facebook and I went into the Rachel Hollis group that has like over at the time, I think it had maybe 40,000 people, which is a lot. And I made a post and I said, Hey girls, like this is a group of women that value reaching for more and stepping out of your comfort zone and doing those hard things. So I knew I would find support in there. So I made a comment. I made a post and was like, Hey guys, I really want to wake up in the morning. This is something I really want to work on. Does anybody have any ideas? And this sweet girl commented and she's like, Hey girl, I wake up at 5am. I do my exercise. I'm drinking my drink. I'm doing all the things. She's like, I'll text you or I'll, I'll be your accountability buddy. And I'm like, awesome. So we hopped on the phone and we decided she would wake me up around 6am. And what we decided was that she would not stop texting. And in fact, she would start to call me until, excuse me, (laughs) my God, I'm so sorry. Until I, um, sent her a picture back of my morning coffee. That was the accountability. I had to actually get up and send her a picture of my morning coffee. And that right there, it's really funny how doing something for yourself, we tend to break promises to ourselves. We, it's really sad. Actually, we will break promises to ourselves so much more than we will break a promise to someone else. So I noticed that having this accountability partner, somebody who I had to respond back to that, that's the thing that got me up. And so the first morning was so hard, you guys. There's, I, I want to find a different word, but I can't. So I'm just going to say it sucked. It sucked so bad. I remember I felt just as tired as I did when I was a new mom. I had that like burning in the back of my eyes, uh, just groggy, just in a bad mood. But I did it. I got up. I sent her a picture of my coffee, and I did the journaling. And later on that day, and I remember this like it was yesterday, later on that day, I remember feeling um, kind of light and electric, but also grounded at the same time. And last year, my words for 2019 were purposeful and grounded. Those were the two things that I was like, whatever I'm doing, it needs to feel like there's purpose and I need to feel grounded. So this was a very interesting feeling for me where I just felt kind of light and electric. Again, I I don't know how to explain it, but I also felt really grounded. 
And it was this new, different feeling that made me feel really good. So the next, so that night I went to bed a little bit earlier than normal. So normally I was going to bed at this time at like midnight, right? 1130 midnight. Now I went to bed, I think maybe, you know, 1130 or even 11 because I was so tired from having woken up. And the second morning, again, she texted me. It took a few times, but I finally got up. I sent her a picture of my morning coffee, did my journaling, still felt tired. It was just as hard to wake up that second time as it was the first time. In fact, it was probably harder. And the thing that happened for me all those years that I wanted to be a morning person, but I just never woke up. And maybe some of you guys can relate all those years. What ended up happening was I would set my alarm. It would go off. I'd hit the snooze button and this, and I would literally start to have this conversation in my head. And it was almost like the way I picture it is like I had this little devil on my shoulder and really it was my ego that was saying, Oh, Christy, this is just, just keep sleeping. Your bed is so warm. It's so comfy. This doesn't matter. Having waking up early is not going to change anything in your life. Like you really need your sleep. You deserve it. That's literally the conversation that would happen in my head every single time for those 10 years that I really wanted to wake up early, but never did. That's literally the conversation that was in my head. And so those first two days, for sure, that conversation was in my head. But then I remembered that I had this woman that was doing a favor for me and I didn't want to let her down. Again, it's funny how we're okay with letting ourselves down, but not another person. So anyways, that second day I got up, I did it. Same thing happened mid-afternoon. I felt that really kind of magical, grounded, kind of floaty feeling. And I know it's kind of opposite, floaty and grounded, but for whatever reason, that's what it felt like. So by the third day, it was a little bit easier to get up. And I had already made this connection in my head that this, this new thing that I was doing was giving me this beautiful, empowering, magical feeling mid-afternoon. So I had already made the connection. So by that third morning, the little devil was like, oh, it doesn't matter. And I actually logically could, could say back to that little devil, the little the ego, actually, it does matter. And actually, it does change things. Like I, I was able to come back with actual data, actual fact and reality that waking up early and journaling and having that quiet time for myself did make a difference. So that voice every day from that point on got smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And now I will not ever go back to being somebody that wakes up 10 minutes before they have to leave the house. So going back to my story, this woman, she ended up texting me no, no longer than two weeks. Um, it only took me like 10 days to two weeks and I was hooked. This is just who I was now. It was, it, it was that quick in shifting my identity. So now I, I am a morning person. I do wake up early, but I can fully and absolutely relate to people that struggle with it. I mean, I, I hear you. Um, my bed is still just as comfortable as it was. And I, you know, I, I, I totally get it. So with that said, I did want to just talk a little bit about why waking up early and keeping a promise to yourself is so important. And the first piece I want to 
share with you guys is it really truly is an act of self-love to make a promise and keep it to yourself. If you start your morning by betraying yourself, that's going to spiral into feeling really low about yourself. And if you're doing that first thing in the morning, it's just kind of setting the stage for the rest of your day. If you break the first promise to yourself in the morning, what's the likelihood that you're going to keep the next promise to yourself? And we are always trying to challenge ourselves and keep promises to ourselves. Um, like don't text in the car or don't, you know, drink diet soda. I mean, there's all kinds of things that we're always trying to work on. And so making that promise to yourself first thing in the morning, getting up, giving that time for yourself is really an act of self-love. Secondly, having a morning routine is self-care. It's such a vital part of self-care. And maybe some of you do nothing for self-care. Maybe some of you are entertaining the fact of self-care. Maybe some of you are thinking that self-care is selfish. Um, but you've heard that expression, you can't pour from an empty cup. You know, that's that's true. So having a morning routine, I know for me, it includes I wake up, I meditate, I make coffee, I journal, and then I work. I, I do anything that's create that I need to do that's creative. I do that, gosh, between the hours of 6 and 7 a.m. And for me, that's when I'm most creative. That's when I'm most inspired. That's when I have less chatter in my brain. So you can do anything in your morning routine. If you want to stretch a little bit, if you want to pray or read a book or listen to a podcast or just if there's anything that you're trying to work on in your life, maybe food prep or exercise, that's the time that you do it for yourself. I know we're all so busy. I know I most of my listeners I'm imagining are parents. It's like, you know, not only is it beautiful to love on yourself and give yourself that practice of self-care, but your children are watching and we're teaching them real time how to be adults and by having a self-care practice, it, it, they're more likely to grow up and, and do the same thing. I mean, our kids are watching us. So there's so many reasons that it's positive. I really don't think there's a single negative thing. Now, I do want to just make a little caveat here. If you are like a night nurse or you have a job where you work in the evenings or you're a brand new mom, Listen, give yourself some grace. This this isn't your season to have this in your life, but you can create structure where you're taking time for yourself at another time in the day. So with that said, I wanted to give you guys some tips around how to get out of the habit that you might have right now of self-sabotaging and not waking up. The first is actually, before I give you the tips, I did want to say, this is kind of fun, but I started a Facebook group called Wake Me Up Support Group. So if you're on Facebook, look for it and join because I'm going to close it up in about a week. I'm going to probably leave it open until like the first week of March. And then I'm going to close it up and I'm going to do some free coaching in there. And I'm going to do a challenge and try to get all these people that want to start waking up early. I'm going to try to create community in that because I know that that's what worked for me. So the three tips I have around creating a morning routine are the 
as follows. The first is, and this is how I make any kind of change in my life, is I always start with awareness. And I always ask myself, what's the story? What is my story around this? So again, for me, it was, it, I grew up this way. Uh, I came from a culture where being late is just the norm. And I just thought that that's just who I am. I also really believed to my core that I just wasn't built to be a morning person. I actually thought that that was a thing. And so that was my starting point. That's my, that's the reason why I've been this way. So ask yourself, where did you learn this? Like, is there moments in your life where you were a morning person and now you're not? If so, what has shifted? What has changed? Just all that stuff. Just in order to move forward, we need to know where we're starting. Okay. Secondly, you need to know the reason why you want to make this change. It has to be more compelling than the reason why you don't wake up. So for instance, if you like love laying in bed and you just love sleeping in and the only reason why you want to wake up early is because you have to get the kids ready, that's not going to that's not compelling. That's not for you. That's not a strong enough reason why. So you really need to have a strong compelling reason because remember, the pain of the pain of staying the same needs to be bigger than the the hesitation and the unknown of wanting to change, if that makes any sense. So you, you essentially need to be sick of your own bullshit. (laughs) Okay. And you need to have a real strong, compelling reason why you want to wake up. And then lastly, I would find some accountability. I know for me, it was somebody that I texted for you. It could be a friend that calls you. It could be a workout buddy that you're meeting at the gym. Um, it could be a friend that you're going to go for a walk with outside. Um, all, there's all kinds of things. I know for me, the thing that got me up was having someone that I know I needed to text a picture of my coffee. So I couldn't cheat that, right? If you've already made the coffee, are you really going to go back to bed? Probably not. So those are my tips. I'm really happy I was able to get through this podcast for you guys today. Um, as always, please share this with anybody that you think it could help. My Instagram is when hustle meets flow. My Facebook is when hustle meets flow. My website is www.whenhustlemeetsflow.com. If you're interested in coaching and, um, I will see you guys next week. Thanks.